Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 64. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Jacob Brush. And we are back, and we are playing with power. Jacob, how you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, we're recording at not our normal time. It's it's weird to be recording at a 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Um, but it is cold and chilly and snowy here and um, icy because it was raining all week. Um, I've had, it warmed up here where, in Indianapolis, and then it started to just rain towards the end of the week, poured down rain, and then the temperatures, we went from 50 to um, 20 and below in one night, and it just froze everything. So I was out of work hmm. yesterday, which was fantastic. I stayed home and played games. Um, I cannot collect enough moon pieces, it seems like. I'm collecting, collecting, collecting. And, um, man, I'm, I can't put Mario Odyssey down, I put, put it that way. But I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing great, man. I've just been enjoying the warmer weather and not so enjoying the colder weather. So very Lame. opposite of you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been just just been working a lot, trying to save up, get get that uh, extra cash for Disney. So coming at the end of the month. So that's going to be pretty cool. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't cold out, you couldn't be wearing that penguin hat you're wearing right now. Yeah, my uh, my attic. I forgot to turn the heater on. So it's a bit cold <laughs> up here. So. <laughs> well, um, so, Jacob, yeah. we have some guests on some very special guests. Yeah, if you can't hear the giggling in the background. We have two special guests on. Um. Go ahead, introduce them. <laughs> we have got, now I hope this is okay if I call you this, Sean. We have the Nintendo guru and the Xbox guru here with us. The uh, Microsoft, if you will. <laughs> the Xbox guru on a Nintendo show. I wa- <laughs> this wasn't in the contract before I signed off. <laughs> you know, naturally, we have to do this, and it's okay to do this, because Xbox didn't exist at the time of this game that we're going to be talking about today. That's true. came out, so okay. it's all good. I'll look past it. That's, that's true. Well, yeah, welcome, Bobby and Sean. Welcome back. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been waiting for this day, and now I feel like I'm. I get this insulting intro. Now I'm just gonna go. <laughs> no, I'm that just was gonna. insulting. He called you an Xbox guru. I know he's, he doesn't well, even like it either. That's he's, 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 he's trying to. He's trying to get all the Nintendo <laughs> fans after all the Nintendo ninjas are gonna roundhouse kick me in the face because I like other consoles. And to be fair, and stuff. Sean. Sean loves Thanks, Nintendo Ryan. too. He's he was currently. Of course, playing I do. I'm it playing right, it right now. now. I'm. So don't worry, don't attack him. It's okay. Sean's a friend. Even I think the thing you need to focus on more, other than the fact that I play other <laughs> other systems, is that you guys have made a critical error already. You made it. You made it quite a while ago. You're not supposed to ask Bobby and uh, me to be on the show together. Yeah, Anybody who's ever had us on together knows that this is a horrible. horrible you guys mistake. think that you have a podcast right now called Nintendo Nostalgia? It's done. It is yeah. now the the Bobby Pauls are showing free show. Nintendo Nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. That's what this has just become. So you you have that chuckle in your voice where it's like, ah, oh, they're play- no, no, yeah, they, I'm serious. You screwed up. The and, facade and, is over. You got the intro. Here yeah. we go, Bobby. Take Let's it over from here. So, All right. What? What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of If We Ran Nintendo Nostalgia. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by the greatest co-host in all of podcasting, Sean Capri. There you go. 
You guys, you, geek you guys out? think <laughs> geek out? Well, yeah, okay, geek out. Um, well, Ryan, I would say it's a good time to just transition to Radical Rex, and then how about that, huh? You know, this is a great, great, uh, great banter here, but I think uh, we should totally talk about the fact that we should do an April Fool's episode where we swap podcasts. Hey, you know what? We can you run the show. You know we run also your show just for a day. We don't have a show no more, so you can run our show. You can you run uh, if we ran off. Nintendo. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> we, <laughs> we ran if we ran Nintendo. <laughs> oh, All right, let's get into what we've been Radical Rexing about. So, Sean, let's start with you. What have you been Radical Rexing about? What's really been getting you excited? I'm so glad you started with me because I think Bobby might have taken this as well. I'm Radical Rexing about the Splatfest, you guys. Yeah. I am back. I have actually feel like I've skipped the last couple of Splatfests, maybe. It's just that they have hit at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like, the fall was crazy with everything else that was going on. But, but now it's kind of like I've gotten a taste of everything else that happened at the end of last year. And this is, I think that... Maybe it's just because I'm playing, but I get the feeling like this might be one of the more popular ones. I like the selections, the mo- like the comedy or action, and I'm just back in, man. It's just perfect timing. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Bobby? Um, listen, let's be honest, Sean. You're only digging it because of the great, the great matches we were just having. Like, we got a whole bunch of people in Discord. We're all hanging out so for the last two hours. So, what's wrong with that? Even if that I'm just was saying, like, okay, it, you're right. Like, thank you for adding that's, on that's to the that. Reason. Because I, adding it on brings a, people together. I'm clarifying. Very I'm clarifying. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like an attack, but you're right. You're, it's not an attack. Team. I'm just adding on and saying, like, you know, clarifying that why it was so good. I'm just glad we can still be friends even when you broke up with me live on the internet. Had to be done. I will tell you. Um, for me, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, how do you follow that up? I, you know what, man? I probably, honestly, probably something that I'm really excited about is um, one of my new shows that I just started. Um, behind the scenes with Jules watch them. It's it's pretty cool to to get this opportunity to sit down on a weekly basis with Jules watch them and and talk to him about games that he's worked on in the past, kind of like a director's cut of the games he's worked on. It's been a lot of fun. Um and and just the fact that like humbling experience as well. Like he came to me and asked me to be a part of it and I was really like floored to do that and I had to take that opportunity to do it. So it's really a lot of fun. Um so that's what I'm really amped up about right now at the moment awesome yeah that'll be good to to be uh checking out and stuff i heard you announce that last week as well and it's exciting yeah. stuff man we did it we did episode zero last week which is up this week and then tomorrow night we actually recorded the first episode which will be kind of yeah. cool awesome man congratulations on kicking off this new show absolutely thank you thank you Jacob. <clears throat> well, um, thanks for asking. I, I have to say something I was I've been radical rexing. First off, I want to say uh, to Bobby and Sean personally, actually, what I was radical rexing about last week when I was listening to the last episode of Nintendo Nostalgia. Thanks for like free advertising for like 30 minutes of your show there. I was like, dang, this is good. <laughs> I didn't have to pay a dime for this. So that was nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, I started I had this is. It's mixed, mixed feelings. I started the game. Ryan and I do this thing where Ryan, I gave Ryan a game he has to get to play. And, like, he has to get and he has to play and beat it. He can't just get it and, like, you know, it's just there. You have to beat it, make it a priority. And he does the same for me to kind of mix up the kind of games we would get. Um, 
to get at, to, to, you know, to branch out a little bit. So finally, Ryan got me at the UN, no, squadron. It was UN squadron. It was the last, <laughs> it literally was like the last hour before he was at my New Year's Eve party this year, last hour before. And he finally decided what I should be getting for 2017. So I bought it just uh, yesterday. Um, and he wanted me to get Sonic Mania because he bought it and he loved it. And he has nostalgia for Sonic. Oh I, God! Why? Why do you? I thought this was a Nintendo show. Yeah. Why did he put you on such a bad well, game? Well, I'm gonna get to that. I I got Sonic, and <laughs> um and you know it takes me back to like I only had a little bit of memory with Sonic, but um and like I'm gonna beat it to finish. I'm not gonna 100 percent everything on it, um but I'm gonna beat it to finish, like I promised. Um, and I think that the game did a fantastic job t- of recapturing for what Sonic fans did. Like, if this was a like a Mario game, like if this was like a Mario World three, you know, uh, and they try to recapture what the original Mario World felt like, it would be spot on, and I would love it. So they they did a fantastic. So you're saying it's just, so what you're saying is it's just as bad now <laughs> as it was back it, on the it, Genesis. It, it that's looks that's and all feels I ever hear like that's that, and um. <laughs> But now, here's my issue with it. Like, man, Ryan, I, I wanted to rage quit. I wanted to quit. The, the controls suck. I think the controls are really bad. Like, you're supposed to just run. And, like, I'm, I'm used to platformers to where, like, I can take my time. I can think about my move. Um, and if I start to master that course, then I can, like, run through a level pretty quick. But with Sonic, it's literally you're supposed to just go, 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 go. And, like... I'll collect like you know a hundred rings and I get hit one time and I lose them all and it's it's so frustrating to me and um, I'm not saying I hate this game but I am saying I think I think Say the controls it. are really really rough um, and they're hard to, to get a grip on. Jacob, just say it. Just yeah, say, say it. it. Just say it. We'll say it for you. <laughs> just, just say it. Sounds it. like you hate this game, man. Hot trash Hot in the trash summer. In the summer. Just say I it. Think it's, I think the controls How are... How much trash do you pile up outside, Bobby? A lot. A lot. He ha- <laughs> you got to get rid of some of that trash. <laughs> Hot trash in the summer. I wouldn't go that far so yet. I mean, I think there's something cool. I did just beat a boss that was pretty cool. It was like a helicopter fight, and you were like running, and that was pretty neat. Um, but... And I'm starting to get the controls a little bit more, but I really, I don't understand how Sonic ever, ever got popular, honestly, with those kind of controls compared to, <laughs> compared to what Mario <laughs> the was. British, so. The British, the British game for you. That's, that's, you can thank them. I, uh, so I don't, I'm not, like, I don't want to, like, crap all over your game that you picked for me, because you didn't <laughs> do that for me, you know? Like, I'm saying, there's, there's good stuff about it. I think they did a good job at recapturing for what people who like Sonic do, um, and um, that, that intro anime scene, dude, that was cool, and I loved that song, and actually, I, I had bought that song in the summer when the trailer first came out for that game. So, it's... Um, my feelings are mixed on it so far. I'm like I said, I'm finally starting to get understand the controls a little bit better. Um, and the I just beat World Three, and World Three was kind of kind of reminded me of like Capital Casino. Um, it was just like a big casino place. It, it felt like it had like movie theaters and pe- uh, was it like pinball. They tried to recapture in it. Yeah, pinball. Um, so Sonic Spinball is the best Sonic game ever made. Yeah, that that is a classic. Um, but it. it uh, I, I, I did. I thought that level was unique, and I just got to the flying level. So, like I said, I'm starting to understand the controls, but man, at first it was really tough to just to just grind that out and like, okay, you just gotta. I'm kind of getting a rhythm with it. So, there. That's why. That's why I think about it so far. I'm gonna beat it though. Um, and 
Jacob, I like how your your like commentary on this game is was like the equivalent of the um, with all due respect. <laughs> and then you say something like really awful. Like who says with all due respect and then says like a nice thing. That, that's basically what I just heard just now. Well, that thank was awesome. you. I mean, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Ryan to feel bad. He didn't like crap all over the game I gave him. He actually yeah, found a lot of good things. Exactly. So I'm trying to. But you guys are friends. You can be honest sure. with each other. Exactly. I just want to be open minded. Tell, Bobby tells me all the time. He tells me that U.S. Squadron is hot trash in the summer, even though he's never played it. One of the best now, games ever made. Lot, you you recommended a lot of games, Sean, last week that we hadn't covered, and that would have been fantastic. Then Bobby said we're trash, and they were all bad games. I, like, I know. Well, that's why you you need to have me on instead of Bobby. We'll have, we like having you both on. So, but. I can't wait. But, uh, I can't and wait. Mario Odyssey, loving Mario Odyssey. Like I said, I'm just cl- nice I'm trying man. to uh, 100% the game now and just collecting away, you know. So there's some – I basically play to a point where, like, I literally cannot figure out how to get these moons anymore. Like that – I uh, the first – the or the Cappy level, um, there's one moon. I cannot figure it out for the life of me. Um, and it's the, it's the artwork. They're like, it's supposed to hint at something, and, like, I don't know. To do so, um, that's what I'm radical rexing about. And besides that, I'm also radical rexing about the mini direct. We know we just released an episode for it. Mm-hmm. We've had a, I've been able to just think about it the past few days, and we'll talk about that here shortly. But Ryan, what about you? What are you radical rexing about? I gotta say this, Jacob. I am radical rexing, and I'm finally done with ukulele. Hey. That was a pain. <laughs> that was a huge. Oh, pain. now see, now he's gonna, now he's gonna try to <laughs> rip open some can of crap. That that now you're that gonna I just wish talked you, about, you're going to wish you were a little more honest. If, a I, if I had, uh, just talked about Sonic nicely, he would not say anything bad because, as far as I know, in the text message when we texted, he's liked it. It was game, bad when so they put it out. I don't know. Now. It's not that it's bad now. It's always been bad. It's just, I couldn't you know. miss an opportunity. Hey, we're going to have an episode on ukulele, oh, and I'll, I'll share I'm my thoughts. Back. Don't worry, Jacob. It's not all bad. In fact, a lot of it's pretty good. Uh, there you go. But That's I, I was being urged <laughs> to play through it really fast yes. and get it done before the weekend so that you would interrupt your Odyssey playing and play Sonic Mania mm-hmm. and finish it. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, you started actually playing Sonic Mania a little bit earlier. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, but you knew I was on track. I had, I found out I had to get 100 pages, and I had 64 and I had to number. just like power through and get the rest of those, and it took forever for me, and it was... I ran into some glitches and some annoying things, but I was able to get there and and beat the final boss. And so, yeah, I'm radical rexing that it's finally over. And um, also, uh, f- so for Christmas, my mom got me uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Uh-huh. And I had a second Switch game I had to open. Uh, so I opened it up, and it was Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Somehow in the mix-up, my mom had gotten me two copies of it. So uh, yeah, oh, nice. a couple days ago, uh, she uh, she took me over to, to GameStop and said, hey, uh, we'll exchange this game. You can also pick out another game for your birthday. So um, I had a 20% off coupon for pre-owned game because I had my birthday, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. So um, nice. I was able to get both Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Mario Odyssey. So I'm now playing Mario Odyssey, and I'm loving it. It, it was weird it, it doing was, the transition. It was hard from going from a crappy game to, Odyssey, to a great right? game. I like, get it. It's understandable. Um, but I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> It's not a crappy you know, game. It, it was the double mm-hmm. jump. Yes. Mario doesn't Perfect do a double jump, me. and so that's what threw me off. I kept trying to do a double jump, and it wasn't doing it. So <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting into the flow now of Mario, and I'm enjoying it. So that's what I've been recollecting about. Well, cool. Um, man, I can't wait to have our UK episode so I can share my thoughts. <laughs> but um, uh, I played Yuka and Mario 
together, basically. And, like, I had no issue going back and forth. And, uh, like, we'll talk about it in our time. But um, so why don't we go ahead and talk about the direct mini, even though we, we just released an episode. We got Bobby and Sean on. It's always great to get other perspectives. And um, just a question I, it made me want to talk about today. I was listening to some other podcasts today and, and, and YouTubers last night. Um, just like what the one thing I keep hearing as I keep hearing people, what they're most disappointed with is that they're like, they said we didn't get like any big games to look forward to. And um, I walked away from the direct. I thought it was pretty solid. I liked it. I liked what we got. I like what they're giving us. I think it gets us up to E3. I think it's fantastic. You know, I'm happy with what they released um, or announced. And But what people keep saying, like, even on Nintendo Voice Chat, they're like, oh, they're, like, their big game for the year is Mario Tennis, and, and, that, and that's it. Well, then Pears, you know, corrected them and said, like, guys, it's only January. You know, I think people tend to forget that <laughs> it is literally the first month of the year, and people are acting like that Nintendo doesn't have anything. I and mean, if, if, if you're not a Nintendo fan, how can you not know... Um, you just need to expect that Nintendo can do anything, anytime. If they haven't made that clear enough, they freaking drop the Direct at the drop of a hat without t- warning. Um, but, like, last year, you know, we didn't expect Mario Odyssey. It got announced. And then we get uh, Splatoon 2. We got ARMS. And then we got Pokemon Tournament. They were announcing things as the year went on. Um, so, uh, guys, go ahead and take it away. I think I think where the issues are, are falling in, Jacob, is essentially people expected um, to get more news than we got. And, and this isn't enough games to get us through to E3. This is a, a small amount of what we're looking at on the big scale, big scheme of things. Um, but again, we're getting like ports which I think that's where people are a little bit upset. But for me, ultimately, like I felt like the Mario Tennis looks really fun. Um, Payday 2 has me really excited. I'm, I'm interested to try Dark Souls. I've never played a Souls game before, so I'm interested to be super frustrated and wanting to kill somebody. So um, I don't know, Sean, what did you what did you think? I the thing that nobody's talking about is that they actually created a new style mm-hmm. of delivering yeah. the message in this mini. I think that that's the most exciting thing about this is that now we have directs and we have direct yeah. minis and we have E3 showcases. Nintendo has so much to talk about that yeah. they can't even call it all the same thing. Mm-hmm. So so they did I thought they did a smart job of setting the expectation although like basically as soon as the thing launched we didn't know what it was going to be called until it actually silent dropped which by the way I called, I tweeted a couple days before, maybe the day before, if I ran Nintendo, I would just launch it while everybody is sitting waiting for an ultimately, announcement. That's exactly what they did, ultimately, it was amazing. They, but, and but that's the, the power is, Nintendo has now. In those random tweets they were doing, they were telling you, we're just going to drop this thing. I mean, that's the, the of two... Course. And I talked about it in, in a video I did this week. The two things that they pushed out was the Chibi Robo and the Tomodachi Life. Those were the two other minis that they did or directs that they did that they just dropped them and they never gave an announcement for what it yep. was. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they were basically telling us, like, we're going to put it out and not tell yeah, you when but- it's coming out. And that's what people weren't picking up on right away. 
I don't know. I, I don't really get upset over like yeah. not getting enough information anyways. Like listen, you said I was an Xbox person. Look look at the look at the desert yeah. that's happening over there. There's no news. This is this is all good. I'm excited about a good portion of this and I've said it a thousand times before, if my wallet can't afford the yeah. set of announcements, then it was a good one. Mm. And my wallet can't afford this one, mm. man. Like I want to get and this might surprise you, Jacob, I do want to get Donkey Kong Tropical Woo! Freeze on this i want to get hyrule warriors i kept like putting it off putting it off putting it off those are probably the Mm -hmm. the big two uh i actually want to jump into the smart mario odyssey stuff and and i'm not sure about dark souls but but it was this is mini this is actually them Mm -hmm. saying this is just the tip of the iceberg we got Mm -hmm. more to come so everybody can just i think i think i think ultimately i like it man i look at what happened was same thing that typically happens people hype this thing up and expect it to be Mm -hmm. something that it wasn't and then when we got this little mini, it just wasn't it wasn't enough to quench the appetite and the and the hype that got created prior to this. But Nintendo never said anything of what they were doing. Um, this just slipped right. under the radar and we got what we got. Um, it, it, we'll see how it goes forward. I was also really excited about Faye. Like, I can't wait for that game. Seriously. Like, I think yeah. I think what Zoink is doing is very special. And I think it's going to be probably the one shocker out of everything that surprises people and a lot of people talk about moving forward through 2018 um so i'm really hyped about that yeah i like that too that that drops in february yeah, right weeks. that's really exciting because um, i have a, I have a, tr- a business on, trip to do so i'm gonna buy it then any thoughts on the next direct that they announced uh like they announced it really quietly but the 18th is they're doing a fire emblem direct uh they're going to be talking about uh, just, you know, the new Switch game and, and maybe some mm-hmm. other Fire Emblem stuff. Who knows? Uh, have you guys heard anything more on that? No, man, I can't wait, though. Yeah, I too. am in love with Fire Emblem. And that's my that's my turn based tactical strategy game series. I don't have a lot mm-hmm. of room in my life for more than really one of those. Just like I don't think anybody should play any more than one cart game or even real time strategy games. Like Starcraft's the only one you need. <laughs> so for me, this is this is it. It's more like even yeah. like I, I have XCOM, but I don't play it. I have uh, yeah. Mario Rabbids, and I don't play it. So for me, it's Fire Emblem, man. I can't wait for more of that. And Switch is perfect. I can't wait to see what they do. Nothing. Have they shown gameplay Nothing. at all, or is it? Not have we just all. seen like yeah. what is the battlefield gonna look like? Like what? Because we've always got those tiny little sprites. Oh god, and yeah. it's gonna. Ugh, it's just gonna be so incredible <laughs> just to have. This is maybe one of the last. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this one of the last Nintendo franchises that's made its way over to like either high definition or even semi high definition? Like we haven't really seen what this has in store for us. I think there's there's a handful Fair. of them. Left, okay, but. yeah, maybe you can go f- yeah go far far enough back. But well, even like kids sort of 3ds and that was a, a ramp they, up, and a lot of them hit Smash. So you saw what those characters looked like exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so and we saw some Fire Emblem characters in Smash. But like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, this is this is one of the big franchises that Nintendo really loves and pushes forward, and it's actually moving from the from the 3ds where it's been trapped all of its not all of its life but a good portion of its mm-hmm. life and now it's moving yeah yeah it's known life really like that's well, like nobody in, knows in north america yeah. in japan yes japan it's a huge franchise yeah and it's been but it wasn't until awakening that it actually started to pick up steam here in the, in the united states and in right. canada and stuff so we'll see how it works yeah mm-hmm. yeah the yeah, first snip wait, of it we ever really got was melee when roy and marth were put into smash mm-hmm. bros melee that's what how we got yeah. introduced like who are these characters Roy's my boy yeah, it was funny. It was like, 
as a kid, I remember that, like, I thought it was so cool that we got these characters that were only from Japan. Like, what? It blew my mind back yeah. then. But today, I don't, I don't, I don't really care one bit about Fire Emblem. Um, I, oh, I, I feel that I'm like, I'm like Justin Masson. I we agree a lot when I hear him. I don't like Fire Emblem and I don't like Animal Crossing. So, but I'm glad they exist. Don't before we all hate here. I'm glad they exist because there's a crowd for it and it's going to help Nintendo out as long as everyone's getting a little bit of everything. You know, that's fine. Um, Some people think, and maybe it's everyone's wishful thinking, they keep saying, last time we had a mini direct, look at the history. We had a mini direct, and then Nintendo followed it up with a big direct a few weeks later, or a day later, or a couple days later. Do you think that's the case here with this Fire Emblem? That's the only thing I question. The only thing that I have been hearing um, is that Nintendo was pretty pissed off about this about this whole the leak and how much stuff was coming out and how they totally lost control of this one and they've really had control of the past couple of directs that came out and this one they kind of just lost absolute control on my from what i've heard um and i don't have any direct source to nintendo but the people i've talked to do have some sources through nintendo but what I'm hearing is Nintendo was upset. They recut and changed the format to go mini style for this. Um, and they also didn't tell anybody and, and trolled us in order of a way like to kind of mess with people a little bit um, and to kind of make it fun. But it worked in their favor big time. Oh, Everybody yeah. Was oh, yeah. It, it, it helped big time. But yeah. but the but the word is, is that this will follow up. Um and we'll we'll see some more stuff because there was a lot of games. I mean, here here's the thing: in the EA leak that started all this, my understanding was we were supposed to get a way out. Was supposed to also be announced, and that wasn't announced. Only Faye got announced. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that Nintendo cut some stuff and left it. I mean, we didn't even hear about Fire Emblem. We didn't hear about Bayonetta. There was a lot. I mean, Bayonetta comes out in in a couple weeks. Like they didn't even talk about that. So. Yeah. It just made me feel like something's missing here. Something is not here that's supposed to be here. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they just were like next week. They were like, hey, you know, the last week of January, we're getting something. And I'd be like, but not even that. Like, they didn't even talk about Nindies at all. And that's what right. they, that's something they, they, they've been doing. Yeah, I'm expecting yeah. an indie director or something yeah. coming up here soon. Um, Yoshi was now, questionable, was, too. Yeah. Uh, because they had gameplay of that at E3. They didn't show off Kirby at E3, but yet they give that mm-hmm. an announcement, a release date, you know. So um, what were you saying, Ryan? Sorry. Um, now, I saw, I read an article or saw one in passing. Um, I read it um, about Nintendo uh, had some YouTube issues uh, with this Direct, and that, that was why it was delayed a couple of days. Um, they got uh, demonetized or whatever, and... And that caused some controversy. How the hell did they, you know, I didn't you guys hear heard that. that or know if that's I didn't hear that. The only thing not. that kind of lit something for me to go like this isn't what they normally do this was video on demand they don't normally do that these directs normally go live so essentially this thing was up and then it just it's like when i put a video up it just sits there and it's scheduled and then boom it just goes where typically all their directs are live and this wasn't a live feed like we weren't watching because when i went to go watch it i didn't start it at the same time as everybody And right. I was able to pause it and keep up And it made me for a second there think like Wow, something's not right here This is just totally different So, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know about the demonetization They're the ones that normally demonetize stuff So I don't know how that works for, you know, mm-hmm. against them 
I heard that as well, too, um, Ryan. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, either way, I mean, it would be really cool if there is another direct to follow to follow it up. Um, it's just people just need to always manage their expectations and stop, stop, you know, blowing crap. I, I get tired of the leaks. That's why Ryan and I at E3 time, we literally a week out of E3, we go on hiatus from social media. We don't watch anything. We don't yeah. we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. nothing because I don't want to be spoiled because, um, what, oh, a big complaint I did hear about this mini direct from people who do like YouTube videos. Like I watched Arlo last late last night. I was up late, and he was talking about it. And one the thing that made him mad was that because it was like just dropped, there was no announcement. And he didn't have time to prepare. But he said by the time it took him to go find how to get there, he saw everything. Yeah. Everything was splattered all over Twitter, all over Nintendo Life's website. Um, didn't matter. You know, everyone. The big reveal is supposed to be. You know. Um, Oh, what Souls. was the last game? Dark Souls, Dark Souls, you know, but that's up. That's like plastered all over everything. And Donkey Kong, it's like, well, I've already seen the whole direct just by your advertisement, so now I don't mm-hmm. even need to watch it this way. So, um, yeah, I think that that that's a real issue too. That unfortunately, you d- you just don't know what to believe anymore. When people kept saying, "Oh, the direct is happening," and we didn't hear anything from Nintendo, I didn't I didn't know what to believe. So I was just like, if it happens, it happens. But um, I do want to take a second to encourage you to uh, to pick up uh, World Ends With You and play it if you haven't already. Um, that is an amazing game. Um, a lot of people miss it on the DS, um, but I think it's the best DS game ever wow. made. But that's just me. Like, I loved it so much. But then again, I'm a big, like, Japanese fanatic. So, like, being able to run around in Shibuya and, and just experiencing the, the culture and the different fashion styles and things like that, like, compounded by the story and in combat system like it was really unique so you guys definitely got to check it out interesting yeah that's his 2018 game that i must buy here so i'm making him get donkey kong because he never got tropical freeze for the wii u can you <laughs> believe that can you believe this guy can't believe i asked him to be on the show with me who are you talking about me <laughs> no ryan ryan oh, never good. got like, tropical freeze about? on the wii u like, i've got it right here man like leave me alone <laughs> No, I know you got it. Ryan doesn't have it. Oh, God. Okay, you I'm taking over. It. I'm taking over. Ryan, you're cut. I'm now, I need a Nintendo show to host. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've is... been recently <laughs> public, publicly <laughs> shamed. I heard Sean became available on the market, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, so man, I'm, I'm single and ready is... to mingle. Let's go. <laughs> looking for a rebound. Yeah, you, Ryan, sorry. I'm giving you over to Bobby. We're taking Sean in. It's, <laughs> it's, been, a a, it's been an official Wait, trade. Jacob, why are you siding with the Mario Kart 64 guy? <laughs> What? Well, I wasn't even on the show. <laughs> no, no. Sean would like Diddy Kong Racing, and his wife was yeah, in our corner on that episode. Yeah, my wife represented pretty well, I if I do say so myself. That's right. That, that is very true. He's, he was on our side. I'm so, I'm so proud of her. She's, <laughs> she should be doing this instead of me. She, we're going to have her back on Thank more, you. Sean, yeah. She, she's the best. She's got a microphone. she got a GoPro webcam. I mean, it's not a webcam, but she can use it as a webcam. She'll have a better webcam than any she of us. She gave me a list of games, and you were in Squadron was not on it. So. I know. She hasn't played it either. <laughs> it is a real game. I promise you guys. It's real. It exists. I think I, I YouTubed it once you mentioned it before. Oh, so it's so cool. good. Well, that's all. I think that's good enough for the Direct there. Um, I think so. that makes me a better Nintendo fan than all you guys. Just the fact you play that garbage? this game is. That's not, that don't make you a better fan. Listen, Bobby, I'm not, even, I'm not even hearing the words that you're saying, so. Sticks and stones, Bobby, sticks and stones. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about you. 
So uh, you guys, uh, you get to help us kick off a new uh, a new segment for our season two, um, a new, uh, I guess, kind of video series or, or audio series or what have you. Um, we're doing HD remakes, uh, games that we've covered before, and you guys really wanted to do Super Mario World, and so we're going to do an HD uh, revisit of this game and talk about it and bring on some, bring on you guys and get your guys' opinion on on uh in your memories even of your nostalgia for this game and uh of course we'll have some things to chime in and, and supplement but you guys are the stars of this so i want to get into super mario world <laughs> kick things off by just saying that when you say you guys wanted to do this i'll say i was willing to do a, a boatload of games you guys had never done before and bobby didn't care he wanted to do this game so i'm happy to that's, be here that's i just not, to let you guys know let's let's get into reality oh, yeah the foot how's your foot taste, no, because that's not the case the case is you were picking bad games that i never played before Okay, yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. It makes sense a lot of sense. Years. It makes it's games that are no good <laughs> that I was like, I purposely am not buying this game. And you wanted me to go buy them on the virtual console to go play them. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I might I might give you I might give you clay files. Yeah, I might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait for the day that Bobby's finally going to play one of your games, Sean, and just be like, I'm sorry. Like, this oh, game guys, is awesome. Oh, guys, you and Squadron you know, like, is a real deal. Squadron or something. <laughs> hey, we all got those little niche games like Radical Rex. But, um, Damn right. So um, I will go ahead and... Kidney. Uh, say uh when this game came out this game came out initially it was released in japan on november 21st of 1990 so i was i was um almost a, i was almost a month old oh when that game was originally god. released one month old oh my god um it did not come into america though till august 13th 1991 could you could you guys imagine getting a game a big game like mario and it doesn't come to america for almost an entire year later how upsetting would that be for people today? That would that would take us off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine it. But yeah, I came here August thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. Since we have talked about it, I know I I I I'll just quickly abbreviate my original nostalgic memories with this. Was um, obviously I. I had seen this game like at a babysitter's, like their kids were playing it, and I had uh, only seen it in passing until I met my uh, my best friend Traven, and I met Traven in preschool, and this was around like ninety four, ninety five, and um, I go spend the night at Traven's, and he has Super Nintendo. We didn't have a Super Nintendo at my in my home. We just had the original one and and the Game Boy for many years till we got the sixty four, and then uh, but. Uh, Traven introduced me to the whole world of Super Nintendo, and um, man, I remember playing the crap out of Super Mario World. It was probably the very first game I ever played on a Super Nintendo, and I remember to this day going over to their house after after preschool, and we got to that we just ran straight to the TV, turned it on, played it. Remember just getting up first thing in the morning after we asked his parents a thousand times if we could get up now, if we could get up now, we go straight down there, turn it on. There you go. The Yoshi coin pops up. 
ba-ding, and then it's Mario <laughs> running across, getting a jumping on a, a Koopa, getting the shell. You know, it just we had a blast with this game, and I I'm as I'm talking about it, I can visualize ex- in my mind us doing all of this exactly like I like we just did it last week. You know, and um, that's why Super Mario World. Even though we're not going to debate about Donkey Kong Country and, and Mario World today, we're, it's not about that. We're even though I I really enjoy that the 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 country games more um mario world probably is my most nostalgic game on the super nintendo for me personally and that is because it was the first game that introduced me to it and um i had only known mario 3 mario 1 and 3 we had in mario land 1 and 2 um so jumping up from mostly Mario 3, I would say, was my favorite Mario game as a, as a little kid. Um, and seeing the next evolution in it, it blew me away as a kid. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, I mean, guys, go ahead and take the floor. Um, uh, who would like to go, Sean or Bobby first? Bobby always goes no, first. No, no, I, I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to say, guys, Sean, but he's like... We're going back and forth on being nice versus being real, real mean to each other. This is this is not even just for show, guys. This is Bobby, and this is this is you see what you see with what you get. This game is the sleepover game for me. This is the one where I was starting to get old enough to actually where my parents would trust us to be over at neighbor Matt's house or or Sheldon. Sheldon, what's up, Sheldon? Oh man, I haven't talked to Sheldon in twenty five years. And this is where you just like you would replay the first couple worlds over and over and over again. I don't know about you guys, but like the style that I always played games that even though you could save in this one, we always just started from the very beginning and just saw like how far we could get. So for me, like the early Mario games, I have a lot of good memories and a lot of memorization in the first couple worlds. And it gets far, far blurrier as as I go through the game. And this one, it just reminds me of like microwave popcorn and green Kool-Aid and staying up way too mm-hmm. late. And yeah, the obsession, the even even on a sleepover, you'd wake up the next morning, have some Fruit Loops. And because we didn't have Fruit Loops. And of course, this I'm not talking about sleepovers at my house. I'm talking about like mooching on my friends, right. Fruit Loops and, and Super Nintendo. <laughs> going over to friends places, having an amazing breakfast and just like can't you can't wait to go back and then worry about when is your mom going to show up like you know yes. that doorbells like you know, everybody yes. remembers that feeling where you're like you're you're plopped in front of the tv and the glow <laughs> is like cooking your face and you're like oh man she's going to be here soon and you're trying yes. to get a sense of when she's coming but there's no phones there's no cell like there's no like update it could happen anytime it could be like holy right. crap we just got another hour out of this thing and the, to me it's like to me this is the best mario game uh absolutely the best 2d mario game i don't know it it gets a little harder to compare when you get into 3d stuff to as well i think this is the best like drawing like the illustration of mario is the best the Mm -hmm. the difference between big and small mario the shine on his face and just how long and silly his nose is he's got a little belly it's like the cutest (laughs) mario um the soundtrack is incredible i I know i'm getting more into the quality of the game here but like for the nostalgia for me is linked to sleepovers I guess is what I yeah. would say. Like we would play a little bit of Street Fighter and we play a little bit of Killer Instinct, but ultimately we would come back to this game and, and the way that you kind of blur in and out of the levels kind of like yes. it puts me in first person mode. Like I'm actually like entering into the TV. Like I like the, the lines are blurred between my world and, and Super Mario World. So it's this game is is very special. I'm so glad we're talking about it today. But that's kind of that's that's how I would wrap it up. It's a sleepover game. I love that you talked about like 
the the terrible, terrible, sick to your stomach feeling of when you hear the knock on the door, the yeah, doorbell ringing. Like, no, because <laughs> I, I I remember that all the time at Traven's and my other friend Brad. Like, oh, it was the worst. Mm-hmm. You like. It's like you love your mom, you know, but like, gosh, dang it. It's like, no, she's the last person no. you want to see. I mean, I'm pretty sure I asked my mom multiple occasions when she showed up like, hey, can I like spend the night again? You know, mm-hmm. it's a Saturday and, you know, man, I'm glad you brought that up. That, yeah, you, that's you nostalgia right away. there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. Um, good Lord. For me, um, so... <laughs> I've, I've talked so to, when Bobby was in his second year of college, when I, I've talked about this numerous <laughs> times, like in the past, like it was very difficult for me to get an NES. Uh, my parents didn't believe in getting us to NES because of no backwards compatibility. And be and not why would you? It was the, the only backwards thing that we had was an Atari, but it wasn't backwards to Nintendo. So my parents were like, well, you can't play Atari mm-hmm. games on the NES. So no, we're not going to get it to you. So we, it took me like two years of begging my mom. To finally get one. So when the Super Nintendo came out and they said it's not backwards compatible, man, my stomach just sunk because I was like, how am I going to convince her to get me to get a Super Nintendo? So I remember one day I'm having a conversation with her in the kitchen and I'm like, mom, please get me this thing. And she's like, you know the rule. We can't. you got to play your old games. And I'm like, mom, I can play my old games. I'm like, I can hook them both up to the TV and I'll play them. I promise you I'll still play them. She's like, I don't know. I'll have to convince your father or whatever. As weird as it is, <laughs> my, my parents actually saying, split up um, that summer before. Um, they actually got a divorce that that year that, that the Super Nintendo came out. So there was no talking to my father at that point. And I guess ultimately I wound up getting it just because my mom felt like it was a way to help me. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember taking her yeah. in my brother's room and was like, because she kept saying, like, no, no, no. And I'm like, Mom, come with me. And I took her in my, into my brother's room. I'm like, look at his room. And there's just stuff like, it's like a bomb went off in the room. And I'm like, now come here. And I take her in my room. I'm like, look how I take care of my stuff. Like, I'm telling you, I will take care of this. I will, it'll be amazing. And uh, she's like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, Oh, I mean, she's not going to tell me, yes, I'm getting it for you for Christmas, whatever. So I wound up getting it for Christmas, and I freaked out, man. I flipped my lid. Um, my uncle then, that right after Christmas, like the day after Christmas, my uncle and my cousin and my brother drove down to Myrtle Beach, uh, Virginia, to play golf, or South Carolina, to play golf. And so I'm home alone for the and it's Christmas vacation. So it's it's the whole week's off from school or whatever. And my mom, I remember my mom saying mm-hmm. to me, like, hey, call your cousin Johnny, who lived down the street. And he's like, see if he wants to come over and, and, and play this new system that you got. And Johnny didn't get like those that were my cousins that all got the NES before me. So when I called him, I was like, hey, I got the Super Nintendo. Johnny was like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Don't worry about that. So he came down. <laughs> we spent the whole week, like literally like you guys were saying, like every day. It'd be like, hey, call your mom, see if you can spend the night again. And we got mm-hmm. snow, so we weren't going out. And we literally played. We sat in my bedroom the entire week just playing Super Nintendo. And oh. I literally, like, fell in love with Super Mario World. Like, to me, I wasn't a bigot fan of Super Mario Brothers 3. 
Uh, my my favorite Mario oh. game on the NES was Super Mario Bros. Two, um, mm-hmm. just because I felt like it was such a huge leap from the original Mario. Um, and there's so many things that they added to it, so many elements that got added to it. I know Revisionist History act like it was a, the worst game ever, but it's not. Like it is a really solid game. So for me, like when three came out, like I liked three, but I wasn't huge over the fence, over the moon for three. World, man, that game was just so amazing. Like there was just so many good things about that game. Um, the graphics, like Sean said, like literally, like you go from small Mario to large Mario, and it's two different characters almost, mm-hmm. two different character builds and the looks, and like it actually started to look in your mind the way the the image looked on the boxes and in the books. Like when you opened up them instruction booklets. Uh, spoilers, we used to get instruction booklets with our games. Um, when you opened them <laughs> up, it was like that Mario that was being drawn by the by Nintendo was actually in the game. Like you're looking at it, it's like, man, I could recognize. Like if you looked at Mario from in, a, in an original Mario NES, you know, manual and then looked at him on the screen, it's like, that's not the same person. Like that's a box. It's a, a little like, and then when you looked <laughs> at it like in the Super Nintendo, it's like, oh wow, he's got eyeballs and he actually wears a hat. And it's like, I can recognize all these, and I can actually see like the buttons. And the hat like flops up when you yeah. jump. Like the whole, it's like it's all so much detail. And I remember the one thing that I, I there's two things in that game that really strike a chord with me. The first is when you start off and you're in, you can go right or left. We would never mm-hmm. go left. We went right forever, and then one day I was sitting there, was like, "What's to the left?" And I started to go left on the map, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, there's these blocks, and it makes the game easier because it it puts the yellow blocks out through the world, and like it's a little bit of a buffer. Like there's certain sections where you could fall, and now you fall onto the blocks that are protecting you and stuff. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing is is when you make the loop around, and I think it's like five world five, and you come out of the woods. When you finally figure out how to get the heck out of the woods um, and you start to actually start moving again. And that that island of Bowser in the water is just like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like, what is going on right now? Um, I think ultimately this game sets the tone for future Mario games in terms of like the star world and all that craziness that goes on, like all these hidden little gems within like, that's where all that stuff starts. And it it, it starts to really take shape. Like you look at games today and it's like, yes, you beat Mario, but did you really beat Mario? Like that was the first time that this happened. Um, It never happened before. It was always like, did you beat Mario? Yeah. Okay. When you, mm, you could warp whistle, you could cheat. No, 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 no. But there is, it's not about, I'm talking about the Star World. I'm talking about the additional stuff, the extra content. Mm-hmm. Like, you never have to touch the Star World. That's you could true. go through and not true. even know there's a Star World. You know, it's, right. it's just like Super Mario 3D Land or 3D World. Like, that whole upper level, like, you mm-hmm. don't know about it unless you get to it. And it's like, you didn't truly beat the game until you beat that, you know? And it's, well, well, that that's a tough one. <laughs> I haven't done that yeah. last level, man. Come on. Um, but th- to me, that's where my nostalgia comes up. Is like that whole week of spending with my cousin, just loving that game. And the only game that I had, I think I had Pilot Wings, and I had that. Or no, I had Sim City, Sim City, and that. Those were my two games that I got for Christmas. But I just played the hell out of that game. Like I loved it. That that game was. It just the music. Oh yeah, Sim City's way better than you and Squadron Bobby. 
<laughs> We're not talking about SimCity. I'm just telling you what I got for Christmas. I, know. I don't know why. I'm telling you what I got for the first Christmas. <laughs> we can leave out all conversations. I love that story. I, you guys are making me miss being a kid. <laughs> gosh, I mean, we, we try to be kids here as much as we can. And gosh, I wish you guys and all of our podcasting friends and communities were like lived close because we have our little Nintendo nostalgia crew where we have guys locally who um, help out with the show or they come on if we need a guest filler and they help do things behind the scenes that not everyone sees. And um, I'd say once every like three or four months, we like, we plan out a date in advance. We're like, okay, everyone, make sure you have no plans. We're all coming over to my place, and we plan. We make tons of food, and we just we just smash food, and we oh, we, we game God, all night. Dude, we I mean, we clear a whole. Tell afternoon. me when the next one is. I'm driving we did out. <laughs> I'll let you know. I mean, there. it's just a blast. It takes us back to where we can just be kids, you know, and because we're still yeah. kids, we're just grown up. We're grown up children. I heard that's what Donnie from PSVG said. We're we're Grown-up children, and I love that. So you're, I love your stories. They're fantastic. They they make me miss the good old days, but we can uh, try to make more memories, I suppose, with today's stuff. But I suppose. <laughs> the best we can. I mean, is, is I one thing I think I have an issue with when I do try to, like, hang out with a friend, like, for example, is I feel like... I don't, I don't know how we gamed back in the day. You know, like, I remember going to Traven's, and I was co- okay with... I was player two, and he was player one, and we took turns. And today, it's just like, I don't know. You know, I don't ever want to take turns. Yeah, but how? I don't know. It's like, but everyone isn't wants that, to be isn't the that what's seat. awesome about the Switch? Like, if you think about it now, like, if you got yeah. a Switch for Christmas and your buddy got a Switch for Christmas, and then you go do spend the night over his house, you take your Switch with you, you're taking your console with you. And it's so easy to right. do. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I, I, it's that's fantastic. why I love this thing, man. It's awesome. Switch is revolutionary, and um, we're so blessed to have it. And it's it's hard to believe that we still even have it for an entire year yet. Yeah, Can you believe that? Crazy. It's even been a whole year. I mean, when the Game Boy came out, and you could take your games on the go. I mean, you had your Tiger Electronic games. Yeah, you know, I had like Street Fighter things. <laughs> but um, like, I had like Star Trek and things like that. But um, now, then you had the Game Boy came along, and you could exchange the games out, and mm-hmm. you could play different things. That was revolutionary. And then there's this new generation where you can take mm-hmm. your console with you now and play it anywhere in the car or wherever and that's that's just another step another thing where thank you nintendo for advancing technology yet again to be portable and to be enjoyable and to be so accessible to everyone yeah totally um well i want to let's actually dive into mario world here a little bit and talk about this game and talk about why it is the king of 2d mario platformers to many so um ryan Kick us off, man. <laughs> Say that again, Jacob. Sorry, didn't come through. Oh, I said go ahead and uh, let's get into why this game is. Let's start talking about the game and why it's so awesome and why it's really special to many out there. I mean, okay. So I think that this game is defined by its dinosaur. The green guy <laughs> He's on, on the, front. the cover. He's on the cover. You know, Mario has a cape, but he's sitting on top of a dinosaur. (laughs) A green, cute dinosaur that eats everything. And, like, Yoshi was an evolution of Mario. And that's what really made this game shine and become something brand new. Yeah, you had your secret exits and and your uh, cliffs that you can uh, 
dump Yoshi into, you yeah. know, but like having Yoshi, it was an extra, extra shield against damage that you could get back if you could catch him, you know, he mm-hmm. runs away, but he wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't say like an easy mode, but he made you uh, a new play style, a new way to, to game. And Funky mode. it was interesting that they, they took him away when he tried to go yeah. into castles and things. Um, now, as far as gameplay goes, um, you get your Mario power-ups. I mean, you can use your, your fire. You know, you can shoot your fire. Um, they have a new cape they introduced. Like, these things, these power-ups for Mario have been a staple since the very beginning with the the the, uh, the mushroom. Like, and you get the mushroom, then you get the fire flower. Like, that has been the evolution of this series to go, well, here's new power-ups for you. Here's new power-ups. Here's things that you can play as. Um, now, it goes even further to you know, give you that that feeling of you can ride things now with Yoshi. You can ride the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ride these, what are they, the wooden platforms that, that go, run along on the tracks and you had to dodge, like, saw blades and things like that. Like, it was very much you ride along. Um, there was one where the, the whole stage moves with you. Um, you had to keep up with it, you know, in, in the cave with the uh, rising and lowering... Mm-hmm. Uh, Walls, yep. yeah, like these things vanilla that just advance the series. Yes, vanilla dome, exactly, exactly. These things that advance the series, um, and it did bring back your your classic levels. You did have your water levels going on. You know, you had your your castles and things like that. Um, but each thing they didn't just give you the same old Mario that you used to. They added new things to it with these fish that would actually chase you down, and these hmm. large spiky, I guess, mm-hmm. puffer fish things. Um, and then you had to like worry with about all of those. And then they also gave you an element where fish out of water bounce around and flip around and stuff. It's <laughs> so sad. There's so much stuff that they put in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to recap real quick. Just you, you talked about the power ups. Some unique things was obviously the cat feather. Um, that was different. You know, I had come from previously playing Mario uh, 3 and you got the Tanuki suit. You know, you got the raccoon tail. And that's what I knew. That's how you, Mario flies. And this was a lot different. Um, and it allowed it so you could even, like, kind of hover in the air, you know. Uh, whereas the raccoon, you would you would eventually just float back down. Um, this one you could really, if you got, if you could handle the controls and figure it out. You could really stay in the air for a long time. Kind of like Cappy. Um, right. Yeah, like Cappy. Um, and then they uh, introduced the power balloon, um, and they had Yoshi. The, that's one thing, too. Yoshi got power-ups. Yoshi got these wings that helped him fly, and um, you needed that in some crucial part, parts of the secrets of the game. Um, there, are, and You talked about Star World. There are some levels you can't even beat, Unless you have like different colored Yoshi's, because it wasn't just the green Yoshi. They introduced the whole the whole color family of Dude, Yoshi's. Dude, that blew my mind. What do you mean? There's more than one Yoshi, and if you like the right. red one, if you hold the the, you can get the fire, or, if, or I guess not just the red one, but that one would do any any shell, right? Yeah, you yes. could do any shell, but you were green Yoshi. If you had the red shell, then you had the fireballs. Like that was crazy. There is so much. This game is so yeah. deep, guys. It was a. I mean, I would say it's ahead of its time, but maybe maybe it's not ahead of its time. It really introduced. Well, it took its time the progress was also Sonic, so it was ahead of that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are we not Sorry. comparing this game to Sonic? This game. <laughs> it, I mean, you brought it up at the beginning, Jacob, where you're you're going back. 
in a way and trying to go like how was this game popular with the controls like this this game this game does speed better than sonic and it does slow obviously better than sonic but something that people overlook is how quickly you can play this game if you know exactly which way to jump and where when to jump you can hold sprint forward and just tap b at the right time and you're good to go like this game does the speed run so great and that's just another aspect of it and all the different secret exits and different paths you can take through the world like you could spend most of your time just in world one i mean it's it's to me it's it's just an example of when you go back and you compare games no it's weird how after 30 years no company really truly gets jumping and platforming quite like Nintendo did with a Mario game. It's just the spot on controls is just massive in this game. And it, it, it like this is the one game that you look go back, the one Mario game that you go back and you go, that game looks gorgeous. Like it really the pixel mm-hmm. art really gets defined as time moves on but when you go back to this particular game this link to the past like this game just looks amazing even today and that's that's the one true testament of this game that i love it 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 totally does and um it's a game that i for handheld as well can you imagine when whenever the virtual console inevitably does come can you imagine playing this on your on your switch like how beautiful yeah. that's going to be on that screen to just take around mm-hmm. with you. I think that's going to be yeah. awesome. Um, let's go ahead and t- I want to talk about some of the villains here. I mean, this game <laughs> really took it up for the villains. I think maybe <laughs> you have your mini castles, obviously, uh, just like in Mario 3. Um, and then and there you really kind of ran into like um, the Reznar. It was a little Triceratops <laughs> guy. and. <laughs> Really, they were they were kind of easy um, unless you like freak yourself out, you know, and they start shooting fireballs and the floor collapses underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really just charge in there, you can really like take these guys out yeah. pretty quick. Um, I remember personally for me, my nostalgia what always freaked Traven and I out was was the big boo and donut secret. The boss of the donut secret house, he moves around the room invisible and then he suddenly reappears like it freaked me out like. He scared me. I didn't know how to get him. He was massive, and we died a lot to that. And then, uh, ironically, I think it was just last year, I saw somebody they showed, like, was just playing a playthrough, and there's a way you can kill him. Like, you just, like, I think you just slide down the stairs, and you'll, like, knock him out. I never knew that as a kid, and I thought, wow, what? It was that simple? (laughs) Something I struggled with my entire (laughs) childhood that terrified me? Um but then every castle, they introduced the Koopa Kids. Mm-hmm. They brought them back. Um, so the first one was Iggy Koopa. Mm-hmm. And we had to um, – you defeated him by uh, putting him in a pool of lava. Uh, so you had to kind of get the timing down. Uh, but did you guys have any of the bosses that were like – I don't know, that you remember like you had the worst of time with? And Bobby, what, I, we started I mean, there. No. I mean, I didn't really struggle. The only things that made me struggle, the Koopa kids were easy to me because I would try to go in there with fireballs and shoot them, and then it was done. Um, the ones that were tough, like you, where it threw me off originally, was the, the three Triceratops that kind of went around in a circle. Yeah, man, I was going to say. Because <laughs> that was new. Really? 
in terms of like you couldn't mm-hmm. jump on top of them. That's true. And you didn't know you could had to jump. You had to hit them from underneath, and you're so used to jumping on top of stuff in Mario games. That one always threw me off. And then as you got later, and the floor did disappear, it was like, oh, I got to get one right away, and then I got to hope I don't get hit by yeah. fireballs as they start shooting fireballs at me as they're going around a circle. So that was probably the struggle. But the rest of them, like the Koopa Kids, were always never really truly bothered me um, going against them. Ultimately, see, you know that's a great point. I mean, I I talk about how today maybe the the Resnar is pretty simple, but you're right. That's because that's we know yeah. how to do it now. But back then, you're right. This was brand yeah. new. You you can't jump on these guys and yeah. you get hurt. Wow, that's a that's yeah. a good point. Sean, you know what? Sean um, made a point when we when we were doing the Splatfest. The, the sports things like there's fo- guy that kicks a football and then there's like these yeah. football players running back and yeah. forth Baseball. and like that I don't know what that really like, signifies yeah I don't know that? what that signifies yeah. I was gonna bring it up but I thought we were on are we on bosses but yeah well that comes I'm like yeah you got football guys you got the baseball and like and some yeah. things like Yoshi this is where the Yoshi power up comes in as well because you can just stomp on yeah. him really good or you can have the cape and just take him out with like no problem. And like just so diverse, and even the way the guy kicks the football, it kind of like it kind of bounces around mm-hmm. like a football. Like if you've if you've ever like threw a football on the uh, ground trying to yeah. go pick it up, like you look like an idiot. It's really hard, and they've kind of they they manage to have this ball bounce around in a way that like is in a two D space, but sort of reflects that um, footballs are unpredictable when they're rolling around. What a, mm-hmm. what right. a gorgeous like what but those guys never came back. Like you got now we're on villains. Yeah. Like now you're talking about you, like the the turtles, but then they got they don't have their shells anymore, and they're flying around. And the ones with like the gold, the glowing capes, or how you get that power up? What in the and where are the Goombas? Why like, can't you? Okay, I mean you just said something that is very frustrating because uh-huh. um, you said why haven't they brought these guys back? But if Sean and Ryan would just learn how to play through their games a little quicker, uh-huh. I mean you'd see something. I don't want to. I don't oh, want to spoil nothing. All right, thanks. Uh, sorry for inter- uh, accidentally offending you, and now you just <laughs> no, have to ruin a whole game. I'm for not me. offended. I just want to talk about it, but I'm like, well, I can't talk about it because you haven't played it yet. <laughs> I'm going to spoil um, it. You, the football guy comes back in Odyssey, and you you get you get to play as him. So, so they, that, that's a spoiler right there. <laughs> that's not real. I, um, I refuse <laughs> to believe that. I like. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like the uh, bonsai bill. Like you had the bullet bills, you always had to worry about those. But then, like the giant one comes hurtling towards you. Like if you go backwards, um, yeah. in the first area even, and like you realize how huge this game is by how huge the enemies are that they send at you. Ooh. And like you said, the big boo, like the giant boo. Like yeah. there was there was one. Re- there's actually a boss fight yeah, where you yeah. take down a boo by launching blocks at him. Which it took me a while to figure out that you could pick those blocks up and toss them, and toss them upward. And I was like, how do you beat this thing? Like you had the little boos to manage plus the big one. Like the 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 giant aspect of this and they had like these new kind of ghosts i guess or or i don't know the green like floating things big in the bubbles, ghost houses yes. yeah the big bubble things those things were, were like scary terrifying i think that was probably one of the more terrifying things because it wasn't something that i had really gotten timing down yet at the time like to how to know how to dodge them and like i kept trying to like run through it really fast and you had to take your time with those things otherwise they'll hit you and you're yes. dead and like they like kind of dissolve almost look like they dissolve the platforms as they walk as they go through them um it's just it's quite a challenge this, and i like that they've made things bigger in this the, the sports uh, guys were um, they're called charge and chuck 
Jeez. Charging Chuck, that's what they were. And yeah, they did a variety of, of like throw, <sighs> throw baseballs at you. Um, they dug into the ground. Um, yeah, uh, great. Good job bringing them up, Sean. I feel well, I Spring feel like the, the 90s were very like we were very um, obsessed with sports, especially yeah. in America. Like we had Wayne Gretzky, we had mm-hmm. Bo Jackson, we had uh, um, Michael Jordan, Michael yeah. Jordan. You know, like we made celebrities out of athletes back then better than we ever have or probably ever will. And I think that that's sort of how that bled over into into Mario back in early, well, 90, 91 kind of thing. The Blargs always terrified me too. You remember the Blargs? The- Blargs, Blargs are my favorite enemy in the game. Do you I think? Do you think this game has more enemies than any other Mario game? Like, is there more variety in this oh. game than any other? It's just uh, an endless list. I've not really thought about that. I, I could Somebody be. should check. Maybe I could check, but I don't want to be loud on my keyboard. Bobby will make fun of me. I'm, you can look it up. No, I don't like mind. Like some, somebody on the somebody a listener, I'm sure will will maybe either know the different know off to, offhand. Yeah, let know. us know, listeners, if, if if there is. I honestly don't know, but yeah, I mean, there is a Seems ton they like introduced just, here. Yeah, man, totally. They had the bony beetles. There's a lot of yeah. diversity. There really is. Um, but I want to talk about the Boo ha- Castles because a lot of my nostalgia with this game is I, I remember those Boo houses oh, and I they were terrifying. I hate you guys. Them. Okay, Sean, how old were you in 1991? I guess when I would have been seven. Seven? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't play this game in 91. I would have been one when it, I would have just, I was, I was almost one when it came Mm -hmm. out. Um, but by the time I played it, I was really like four and four or five, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but take the mindset of a child that's four or five and like something like a Boo House is way more terrifying to a, a kid like that. I mean, it even though we, we can look at it, it doesn't seem very scary. It, it was scary to me. And, I, was, and, I was scared of the bad guy from Care Bears, if anybody remembers Care Bears. So I, I get what you're trying to say here. <laughs> that was terrifying. He had like a, the, the cape and the black head or like the, like the shadow face. I don't know. He had Captain No Heart or something. Um, uh, anyway, it was um, not for me. It wasn't like I was playing this from seven years old to about 13, 14 kind of thing by the time 64 came around. So okay. it's pretty much this all the way through. And so for more more so than the, the frightening part was the it was hard. These were these were yeah. the chant. To me, these are the most challenging parts. Like you think the castles are like the big milestones that you hit, but the mm-hmm. ghost houses are like they're big puzzles. They're like a they're they're about as close yeah. to like a dungeon in Zelda as you're going to get in a Mario game. I think you have That's to figure true. out what's the trick here. What door do I have to go through? Do I have to bring this P through this door? Where's the you know where where the the coins drawing an arrow to? What's it trying to tell me? There's always a hint, and you know that even if you think you know what you're doing, it's probably wrong. You should probably be looking somewhere else. That's fantastic, too, because I don't really think Mario had ever really introduced the the concept of um, doing a trick to figure out a level quickly. Yeah, well, you have multiple. Yeah, totally. Probably the closest things are power switches, like in three, I would say. Mm-hmm. But that's like your closest to puzzles you got. Like you had to time and run run to get through to certain parts yeah but i'd say they really like took it to another level with mario world i think that maybe they introduced it in three but the world was where they really started to do it because you could do you would there's a i think it's like the first haunted level in the game um the first or second where you hit a switch but then you have to go back up and you think oh i hit the switch and i went through the door so i opened the path well no you hit the switch and then you have to go back up and you have to like hit the switch again in the same mm-hmm. room, and then you and then that opens up the path. Right, like you had to do multiple two little tricks to 
open up a, either the path to the regular way, or you can open up the secret path to go that That's gets the you to thing. the all-star road. It felt road. like you were unlocking a secret, but that was just the way to solve it. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. I thought that they that those are so hard and they get tricky. Like that one I just know and I don't remember struggling with it. I feel like somebody just showed me before I really even mm-hmm. knew. And then that was just locked in my brain. But there are still some, if I were to play it again, that I would really have trouble with because I haven't locked the, the solution down. I th- Flying under the – I'm just saying like flying under the finish line on some of the mm-hmm. the goals that you have to even hit. Even the oh, finish yeah. lines. Like you got yeah. rid of the, the flags were so <laughs> – like emblematic of the first one and then you have this like you can get a different you're still getting a different score depending on when you land on or you could get you could get a coin you get almost <laughs> nothing like the right. way that that kind of lands and yeah you could just you could dodge it and maybe there's a secret past it this game like i said is so deep you could play this game for, that's why it stood the test of time is all of these things that we're talking about correct bobby Kind of quiet I was there. looking up bosses and enemies and all that stuff and just going through the Go for it. I wanna hear I wanna hear some more of your nostalgia <laughs> here with this. The game's awesome. What do you mean? Who who gave Bobby a rough a rough time for his money? Who? There had Yeah, See, there had to have been a point in the game where you were just like, I like the is, um I think they're called hard. Rexes. They were kinda of like dinosaurs that kind of went and you hit them and they kind of shrunk. It yeah. didn't kill them right away. So there was always those type mm-hmm. of things. Um there was the, the the ones like the charging chucks, but they were sumo guys who would kind of go back and forth yes. and they would stomp and when they would hit mm-hmm. flames would come across and then shoot up. So stuff like that always anything really new um always gave me a tough time because it was you're going up against it for the first time. So as you're moving up you're like, okay, how do I defeat these guys? You know, cuz you're you're always sitting in your mind, you're always going like, okay, I jump on on their head, it kills them. But then like when you do stuff where you jump on a guy's head and it doesn't kill him right away, um, they also added this new mechanic where you could squat or sit and slide down hills, um, which would mm-hmm. wipe out enemies right away. It didn't matter the size or what they were. That was always kind of interesting to me because it was like, okay, this guy, this 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 guy, this reptile, I jump on his head, he just shrinks to a little thing. But I could slide and wipe him out right away. And it was like, this is different. This is totally a different animal. Um, the dinosaur coins I thought were always interesting as well, um, just because mm-hmm. of, like, you get five and then, it, you know, you get, like, a one-up. And just kind of – I love the things that were new to this game. Um just because, I mean, I liked looking at the older stuff that was brought forward just to see the art style. But I always liked the fact when yes. they brought new characters in that you hadn't faced before because those were always the challenges. Like, you know, Lakitu, okay, I just, you know, he throws spiky things at me and it is what it is. I hate spikies. Yeah. They're like, I don't know why I have so much <laughs> but, trouble with them. What was the hammer? Was it a hammer brother who was like floating back and forth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that, is that what that is? Like, but like different than yeah. you've ever seen before? So that's the thing. Like anything that was. But you could hit him from underneath. You had to hit him from underneath. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like always trying to figure out. The one thing that I figured out that was kind of really cool that I never picked up on until a while later was when you went to about whenever you went to castles and they always had the fences you had to climb on. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. hit the Koopas on the head, if you just like if they're coming across and you drop down on their head, it yep. if you hit them in a row, you start to get one ups. And if you mm-hmm. never touch oh, nice. the ground, you can keep going through that level and hitting them. And then even if they're on the other side of the fence, don't hit the fence, zip through the fence. 
and they drop on their heads as well. And you can get like a bunch of one ups on them stages. So it always made it where it wasn't that difficult. Like not that it wasn't that difficult. They were always difficult. But I always felt like in the earlier games, you could run out of lives really quickly. And that's mm-hmm. something else that, that you know, what I mean, like the, the, I feel like the younger generation doesn't really necessarily grasp. Like you play a game like Odyssey. There are no lives. You just can like the game shut off on you. If you did, like if you died, yes. the game was done and you went back a bunch of worlds <laughs> and had to start all over. And it was says you yeah, suck. Yeah. You and, and it's like today we don't get that. Like we do, but we don't. And it's not really necessarily the same. So like that's something that was always lingered. Like I need to get to a save point. If I don't get to that save point, I'm in trouble. And I'm in trouble means I go then all. my mom's going to show up. I'm not going to have to show yeah, up. Yeah. And it's like. So it was yeah. always that you always had that sense of urgency, you know, when you were playing these games where I feel like a game like Odyssey, like there was never truly that sense of urgency. Um, a game like World, like you always had that thing of like that, that looming thing in the back of your mind of like, I have to get to this point or I'm done, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, I, I, that, that's the thing that always gave me a hard time back then. That. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I literally was thinking about that while I was playing Odyssey just this past weekend um, or this week that, like, there are key moments in the game. And it might sound weird that I, I wish that it was kind of there, but there would be a point in the game where I'm trying to get this moon and I collected these things along the way and I died. And um, but I because I died, it restarts me right there and I don't have to recollect what I already collected. It's saved that I collected mm-hmm. that. And I, I, I took being, I guess, an early game, growing up with games back then, like, I think that's just something that's instilled in me. I felt like, man, that's just kind of easy. Like, back in the day, if I would have died and I didn't get to the finish goal to save, it would have made me start yeah. everything over. And I, you know, you don't get to keep it. But here you can, oh, you can keep that that moon you found on your way to complete to get to yeah. the other moon. Um, no. It, can you imagine like running out of continues and having to start the game all over again in today's games. <laughs> I mean, w- <laughs> back when Mario World, when Traven and I would play, Traven, he's the, I call him the gaming god. He He's like the best gamer I know. And he, even back then when we would play together on Mario, I'd be Luigi, he'd be Mario. Um, and um, I would start dying a lot. You're taking um, all I, his lies for sure, man. Well, I would just like, so we could keep moving forward. I would get like, you could, had that thing in the game where you could pause it or go to select and you could give him your lives. Yeah, so I'd be like, here, Trey, take my lives so we can keep moving forward because you're the better better at this than me, you know? We beat – that's how I originally beat Mario. I say I beat it, but I beat it with Tra- my buddy Traven. He – we did it together and um, essentially it's probably more likely just him, but – we were playing together, and I gave him extra lives for that way. So, um, but that's how we we beat it. I remember playing through with him like that. Um, so yeah, that was that was as fun you could do. Um, let's go ahead and real quick, I want to uh, you know we'll speed it up. Um, the all the Koopas were kind of you know, I guess if only any Koopa for me personally, I struggled with that was um, I'd say Wendy. When I got to Wendy, I thought felt like she was more frustrating to me for some reason than the others she um would she was located in the chocolate island uh, it was number six castle Mm -hmm. and she pops randomly out of seven pipes so you don't know where she's gonna pop out of but then um 
she had there's two fake versions of herself, and I think that's what always mm-hmm. would get me because you're trying to dodge her and like wasn't it like um, floaty hoop rings that would they're bouncing yeah. around. You had to yeah. dodge those. Yeah, dodge those. And you had to pick the right one, and for some reason, even today, I find that I I don't know if there's something to see where you can tell which one's the real one. Um, I just kind of just pick and hope it's the yeah. right one. So that was something that I struggled yeah. with. It, other than that, the other ones were pretty yeah. easy for me. I agree. Uh, um, but let's, let's get into Bowser here. Okay, we finally, you get to Bowser, um, and uh, the first time I ever actually, how we got to Bowser was we didn't play straight through the game. We found the path through Star Road, and we got, you can, mm-hmm. if you know the tricks, you can get to Bowser with and minutes of the game, you know, and, and, uh, and you can, you could beat it right then and there. And, um, w- take us through the castle, Bobby. Was this castle difficult to, oh, yeah, uh, because it was, it was always back. pushing back and, and it was tough. Like always in every Mario game, except Odyssey, I felt like the Bowser battles were always tough, you know, <laughs> like they were, they were these big juggernaut battles, um, I love the fact that he was in that that clown uh, hovercraft thing. That was kind of <laughs> cool, you know. So it was a different aspect yeah. and stuff to it. Like I, it was, was it was new. cool, man. It was just a lot a lot of fun. That level that always reminded me of Doctor Robotnik a little yeah, bit. For some yeah, 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 reason, yeah. But it's, but, but yeah. better. It's like the Joker and and uh, Doctor Robotnik. In Mario <laughs> yeah. World. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's right. That was new and foreign to me as well. I'd never seen that. The clown car chopper, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Um, I remember they would always throw down the the. He had like the wind up toys of the little yes. Bowser. Yeah, Mecha Koopa. And it took you a minute to figure out what do I do? You know, like it wasn't as it wasn't as straightforward as just jump up on Bowser's yeah. head like it had been yeah, in past yeah. games. Um, you know, you had to jump on those and you had to grab them. Then you had to launch them yep. up in the air and try to launch them yeah, on Bowser. Bowser. And they came back um, to life. That was the thing. Like, you jumped on those, and yeah. if you didn't use them within a certain amount of time, they would reactivate. So that was always kind of, you know, tough. It, it, was, a, it was a battle, man. It was a battle. Someone explain to me how, how Bowser is able to drop a giant ball from inside of his cart when he's already in there. He's Bowser. He, he's a god. Like Peach in there That's too. what he's sitting on. Uh, like it's not actually just a floor or anything. He's got a whole bunch of them. It's like a ball pit. And he just reaches out, and you can see him kind of sink in as the level goes on. He sinks down further because the balls are going away. That's so funny. It's like, whoa, where did he go? Why is this giant ball yeah, like yeah, dropping yeah. out and rolling after me? Oh crap, I'm There's dead. There's something very special about how Nintendo and how Mario does the intimidation factor of Bowser and the levels. Yeah. Like even from going back from the first Mario, where you're like the first time you see. Bowser and you, the flames are coming flying. Yeah. In. Like, what is at the end of this level, man? The mm-hmm. buildup that they have, even though you've played this now uh, in every game, you've seen Bowser a thousand times before. Everybody knows what you're going to be at the end. But there's always that intimidation factor that Bowser is enormous. 64, he, you grab him yeah. by a tail and you fling him into a bomb and stuff. Like, there's always something weird, something different and unexpected. And that's what the magic of Nintendo is, which is why we have the nostalgia for it. And like that, 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 that image that you describe with the clown car or whatever, it's so vivid because it's so different. Like if it, I think that's what's so special is if it was truly the same, then you wouldn't have like these moments in times that are like stamped into your yeah. memory. So visually like that. 
You know, Sean, you bring up an excellent point in what Nintendo does to make Bowser seem threatening. Um, before you even enter the castle, you can see, like, the it's all dark above mm-hmm. the castle. There's the lightning going off, and you see something flying around, very ominous-like. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you go in, like, the side door or the, the Star Road exit, like, you go in there, and it's, like, pitch black in parts. And you have these enemies you can't really see, and they're in the shadows. And, like, it's just really just this... You're, you're entering in this this evil lair. It does feel very evil. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea what is circling around the castle, but you know it has something to do with Bowser. And so you go in there and you finally get to him, and it's a bit more than you expected. Mm-hmm. Even the, it, the way that very, the door like, sound, huge. like when you hear a door open, it's just grr, 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 like it's like yes. this dungeon is so huge and and has been around forever. Like the the it's like a it's like a kingdom yeah. that you're kind of breaking into, and it's just every little detail plays. I love into the animation. That. Too for when you beat the castle, mm-hmm. um, whether or not like Mario grabs a, a box and he, like a like a plunger and he plunges and I think takes off and and the cool thing too is like the first one where the, where the castle takes off and hits the 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 dirt mound in the head, then you go by and it has a band aid on top of its head and stuff. It's like just cool little stuff like that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I think this game uh, did a fantastic job with with adding in all those uh, all those little things like that, um, and I'm glad that Ryan, you brought that up. A Bowser flying above the castle, and just a random lightning strike would show up, and because again, I talk about things that kind of scared me as a kid. That was one of them. The music um, was very did a good job of capturing um, just the what a castle should feel like. Um, and I want to talk about the music really just briefly here, but um, the music was is, is, is a fantastic game uh, for sound. Um, I think it's one of the best Mario soundtracks that exist. I agree. Um, I have it, the full soundtrack on my iPhone and on my computer here. Um, but the cool thing about it was it was uh, Koji Kondo. He um, he used the same melody line throughout the entire game. So like you have the regular. The regular sound that we know the oh the dun 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 that part I um you take that same key line and you just you you go underwater it's the same thing but he changes it to fit the flow of what it would be in water and it's a lot slower in the castles it's the exact same thing but it's I think it actually he turned it to um either it's really either he switched it to a minor or um. I know the the notes are far they're farther apart from each other, and um, so it, 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 I think he added a minor effect to it, and they're farther apart and it's a lot slower to make the castles feel a lot you know the way they felt darker yeah, and a and to it exactly um, yeah I, he definitely I think he definitely had to add a minor uh, change the notes to minor notes uh, to give you that that darker feel. Mm-hmm. It's what a minor does, um, but uh, and, but it was that way throughout the entire game. It wasn't just one level, and I thought that was really cool. But that song is just a song that, from when I first played it, that um, I mentioned it the first time we talked about this. Um, the one of the most things I was really excited for, and uh, when I got melee with my GameCube, was I uh, I knew that there was a Super Mario World level. And, and the game that represented in this first time that they didn't do that in the first smash bros. And this was really, I think like the first time they were kind of like throwing a, 
uh, throwback to Mario World people, fans of that game. And they I knew it had that song in there and, and for that level. And I just I wanted it so bad. And I'm pretty sure that was the very first level I went to and picked in Melee because of what it had there. Um, it's just a it's just a memorable soundtrack and it's fun and enjoyable. Um, it, yes, yeah, super good. Super good. It's one of the ones I love to serenade Bobby with, and he gets really annoyed with me. But I'll, I'll just go on, and then, like, there's not a lot of soundtracks that I can really do that to. And it's one of, like, it's just so, it's not even, like, really that, it's not even really Mario. It isn't, like, you kind of mentioned that the, 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 the theme song that he had kind of going through, but, like, that's not what my mind picks up. And maybe it's because it's pretty layered, but, like, my mind doesn't pick that up necessarily as much. But it's just very airy, and I love donut planes, and there's a lot of different mm-hmm. soundtracks in there. That I'll just yeah. when Bobby's you know having a low day, I'll just kind of whistle it to him or I'll hum it to him, and just kind of go through the whole thing. I just kind oh of like God. in my mind, it starts with the the game firing up, and then you hit, you have the and everybody like oh, yeah. as soon as they do it, you have your mind your 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 head just kind of like bops back and forth. Yeah, and it those notes that they hit so perfectly match with the visuals that match with the the cadence and the the pacing that mario has in his jumps and the <laughs> the whimsy and the wonder that it is in the world yeah. like what a perfect match everything about it is so great that that's to me the sound the magic of the soundtrack is that i just can't remember it and i i feel joy when i when i sing it to myself or even mm-hmm. when i hear it it's just if you're having a bad day man you, you put on this soundtrack and there, there's <laughs> if you're still in a bad mood and <laughs> it'll make you smile for sure Definitely. it'll make you smile yeah even just the map screen it, um it, it, it it's just like i gotta tell you like when yeah, you play um i don't know if either of you guys have played minecraft or any of you guys played minecraft on the switch and on the wii u mm-hmm. the mario level that they have the mario world when you go up, oh, when yeah. you fly, if you play in creator mode and you can fly up over everything and you look down, it's the map of, uh, I believe it looks like the outlay of, of Super Mario Bros. 3. But then when you look at it from a different angle, it's the world of like Mario World. Like there's the Bowser out in the water and the airships are up in the air and all that stuff. Like oh. it is so amazing, man, how in depth they've built this world. But like it's just cool to see the maps, like when you look down and um and when you look That's out cool. over the world and you see like you look into the water and there's that gigantic bowser and you can go in and you go into it and it's like really cool, man. So it's it's yeah, that that, cool. that pulls some definitely some nostalgia out of you. <laughs> so I remember playing um you're starting up the game, you know, you, Sean, you mentioned the music at the beginning when you first started the game, and it shows, like, Mario running along, and um, I always wanted to play that level, and then um, as I got better at the game, I actually stumbled upon that level. I, th- I think it's one of the one of the areas that you can go to, I want to say, after Star Road, like, the uh, in the secret, le- the special mm-hmm. levels, but you can actually run through the intro area that they oh, show Mario running yeah, through, man. you can actually go through that level and experience that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and that really brings up something that I want to I want to touch on, and I want to see what your guys' favorite level was. Now, it may be hard to single out which one. Uh, for me, it was totally tubular because of the challenge that that one offered. I know that's probably everyone's most hated one, but I actually love that one. What what level really just stood out to you the most, and you just would play over and over and over again, like just because you loved all of maybe certain enemies or anything like that? Is there anything that you could narrow that down to? The one that I played over and over and over again was 
what in my mind was the first one we went to to get yeah. the cape where you, I don't even know yeah. what it's called, but they all yeah. the they all run mm-hmm. at you, and the first one has mm-hmm. the flashing cape, and you're like, I gotta get that because what in the, what is this cape? I gotta try this thing out again. Yeah. I want to fly it. I'd play that over and over. Yeah, and over I'm, I'm the same exact one. I don't know what number it is, but I remember taking off mm-hmm. and then like four of them jump and then come flying, and you always saw the one with the flashing cape, and you get it. And I love I the what. The reason why I love that one was it's the first level I flew on and like yeah. just mm-hmm. learned to fly mm-hmm. and like learned if you like push forward, push back, like he would do a swoop and it was just a swooping motion and you just fly right to the end. It was just so cool, man. I love that whole th- that whole flying part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, well, like I said, since I didn't own it back in the day, uh, I I always vividly remember basically with Trey when we'd like start it over every time we'd play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I really enjoyed the fir- the first level where you get Yoshi. Um, I thought it was so cool to just hatch open that egg and then you get oh, to run, yeah. you get to ride on this dinosaur and like you can just eat your enemies. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. just jump on them. You can eat them as they're coming out of the ground too. Like right, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I thought that that was I think to me that's really the most special moment it was like wow this is something different and something really really cool and special that they're doing here um because they what they wanted to put yoshi in mario bros 3 but they the technology wasn't how cool was it though to have like the baby yoshi and feed him and then he turns into a full-size yeah, yoshi <laughs> so cool <laughs> and you feed him a, is it a star that you feed him and he gets fully well big, you like, would just feed him like it. yeah if you get well, one you, if you get one yeah star, but if you fed him enemies you can feed like i think it was five enemies and he turned into a full size you can feed him glowing blocks man yeah there's one there's one where you're fighting um i can't remember who the heck it is is it uh, you're fighting a bunch of spinies being thrown down at you so i guess look at lakitu i always mess that up um, so you can you can have him just like sit like have the little spikies run into him and he'll eat them or you can go and bring yeah. little blocks over to him like just that's kind of like a breath of the wild kind of thing where like if it makes sense it just works mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be done in a particular game way that doesn't have you have to yeah. game it to 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 have that work it's just he eats things that are in front of his face and that Absolutely. Nintendo kind of just does that a little bit more naturally than anybody else. Just allow things to they they build the world and the physics within it, and everything just plays out as you think it should. Agree. Well, um, I guess you know. I think we should probably start to simmer this episode down. We're almost an hour and a half in, Sit man. Down. I mean, I don't want to stop talking. I love just talking about it, and I love just here, you know, taking us back. That's that's my favorite thing that we do here. But um, so, uh, Bobby and Sean, you guys, why don't you take a time out here and to just uh, tell people where they can find you individually and and what you do and. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead, and Bobby will start with you this time. Uh, we're going to find uh, you. No, Sean, you go first. You, you, you. Oh, it's, very, it's very rude of you because Hi. Jacob asked you. And <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just trying to let you give you the honor to glory. You're trying to that's all. I see right through it. I see, I see right through it. Uh, you can find me in Canada, uh, but also on the Internet. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. I, uh, I co-host with Bobby on the Gaming Gurus, and I do We The Gamer Cast, where I've had you guys on. So if people haven't checked it out, like if you want an on-ramp for We The Gamer Cast, there's a couple with Jacob, there's one with, with Ryan, there's there's a couple with Bobby. Bobby's episode, what are you, episode 16, 16 or something 16. like that, Bobby? Yeah, the Geek I knew that. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Bobby Kimon is the geek guru. If you guys need an on ramp to lead the gamer cast, those are those are amazing episodes. Some of my all time favorites. So, um, yeah, thank too. you. Yep, that's that's me. Um, for me, I'm doing. I do a bunch of different things, but I have the gaming gurus with Sean, as you mentioned. I have uh, the the Planet Nintendo podcast that I do with uh, Joe and Nintendo Talk um, Patrick. Um, I have the new show that I do with Jules Watchem. Um, Behind the scenes with Jules, watch them, and then my YouTube channel, which just go to YouTube, search Nintendo Guru. I have all kinds of stuff I'm doing over there, different video series that I have going on. Nintendo Talk, uh, Nintendo Talk Live, which I gotta get you guys on that when you get a chance. I definitely gotta bring you guys on that show. Um, uh, Twitter at Nintendo Gurus, that's the easiest way to get hold of me. Awesome. Um, well, and Ryan I, th- Ryan, I think I speak for Ryan and I both. And guys, if, if you are newer to the show and you don't know, but Bobby and Sean are really the the biggest reason that got this uh, train going of, of for Nintendo Nostalgia here. We reached out to them um, back. You did it yourself, man. You got to stop that. You did it. You came up with a great name and Would a great you stop? idea. You, He's you praising were... me. Stop it. Go Listen. ahead, Jacob. I like <laughs> this right, part. Well, that's the you're like, you you're like the old, you're like the old man. You guys were like the old man in the cave. <laughs> and I, I was, a, I was want, out in the wild wandering around and walked in and there you were. And you said, it's dangerous to podcast alone. <laughs> Take this, you know, yeah. and and you got to you got to start like the old it, you know? man in the minivan, you know, wow. the wow. not the old man in the cave. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> did, so so oh, did you yeah. ever tell anybody? Like, so I don't know if we've ever talked about this. So behind the scenes thing, right? Jacob reaches out to me and is like, hey, man, I, I really like what you do and I really want to get into podcasting and I don't know if you could make any time for me. And I'm like, dude, anytime you want, you, you set it up. So we're going back and forth with dates and times. I was like, well, look, I record if we ran Nintendo. It's a podcast Sean and I used to do together. I'm like, I recorded at this time. I get done about this time. And then if you want, we can do a Skype call or something to kind of go through the steps. So they're like, yeah, that'd be great, man. It'd be awesome. And you didn't know that Sean was going to be there because I go to Sean. I'm like, Sean, I got this guy. I don't know who he is. He reached out to me. He wants to do podcasts. Would you mind sitting in on this? And maybe and he's like, Sean's like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you come in and you're like kind of like throwing it back that you're meeting Sean and I like you just thought it was going to be yeah. me and you. And then like like Sean said, man, you just we told you some things that we felt you should do like in terms of like, don't follow the mold, make your own show. And you totally took the took all the knowledge that we were throwing at you in and I'm ran saying, with man. it, man, and, and really knocked it out the park. Well, we appreciate that, and you know what we, yeah, we're always growing as a show. We're always doing things, adding new things, changing things up. But uh, definitely, the foundation was helped started with you guys, and we're, we're, we're really blessed to be able to have you both on um, as a show uh, on our show. And I just think uh, how timely it is that right when your show yeah. ended, you're the one that I found, how I found yeah. you guys, really. Um, no, I found you guys through the Nintendo Dads with you being a guest on there, but as soon as you announced that, I, I followed it right away and started listening, and I loved it, and I'm really sad that it's gone. Um, yeah, I me mean, too. the only thing, the only positive is it helps clean up my podcast <laughs> list of like, one less show I have to listen well, to now. You know, it, uh, who would think that me not playing UN Squadron would mean that Sean would walk away from the show? Um, 
it's a sad day. I didn't want it to end, but, it was unforgivable. but refu- we had irreconcilable differences. <laughs> he Bobby. just said it wasn't your. If you refuse to play this game, I can no longer be on the show, and I just I couldn't bring myself to play trash. So, you know, it just it ended. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't your fight after the switch reveal. We, last we made year. it through it that. We made it through. We survived that. We survived, we survived the, the switch, switch reveal. Switch. We just, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't survive the UN squadron. It just. It was <laughs> It's funny awesome. how I'm never the one to bring that up. I just want to move on. <laughs> just keep talking about it. It's so so awesome. Well, that's good. Ryan wants to do our due diligence and help close us out here as well. Sure thing, man. Uh, you can find us at dayspace.com, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Um, Facebook.com slash Nintendo NOS. On our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. If you want to shoot us an email, uh, Nintendo Nostalgia IN at gmail.com. Find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOS IN. And you can find us on YouTube. We're doing streaming. Uh, check us out, especially uh, when we're doing regular episodes. We'll do a, a Let's Play basically just before it so you can uh, experience what it's like. If you maybe you've not played the game before that we're going to be covering for the next week, just uh, check us out. Um, you can give us a call on our hotline at 317 960 and that closes us out awesome awesome yeah and you can find me at nosjacob73 on twitter and instagram as well and i'll even add you on facebook accept your friend request just promise not to be some weirdo or something <laughs> be <good>. careful be <laughs> um, careful trust yeah. me we can talk about this off the air but be careful would you yeah <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're weird, I, I'm, yeah. no warning. You're, I'll, I'll block you. But um, um, so yeah, and yeah, obviously you can find Super Mario World on if you have any Wii U, 3DS. Um, you can download them there. Uh, the old original cartridge. You can find at your local classic. store. The SNES Classic, of course, and I'm sure uh, inevitably it'll come to the Switch as well one day. And um, yeah, so. There you go. Everyone, thank you so much. We will see you again next week for more Nintendo nostalgia. Have a good one. Later. That is all.